What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. All right, welcome to Love Insight. Uh, It is our Barnett special, and we're going to have a few of these because Barnett's got a lot to say, as a matter of fact. And uh, we're going to go by Barnett. Uh, Matt Money Smith here. A big thanks to G, who, of course, was with with us for a number of episodes. But for the next few, uh, Barnett is going to be our guide to uh, to all things love is blind on Love Insight. So, Barnett, I'm going to start with uh, what I think is an obvious question. Why, Why did you opt to go with Barnett? versus Matt when you were meeting your potential uh, future wife? Well, really, I just wanted to like seem pretty cool and, and go by my lap. <laughs> no, uh, no, there was another Matt on the show, uh, Matt Thomas. And uh, I guess they came to the game to both of us before the show and said to either of you have a nickname. And I was the first one to respond because I, I went by Barnett uh, in baseball because that's that's just what they called me. So all my baseball friends knew me as Barnett. So I was like, oh, I go by Barnett sometimes. But I've never I've never gone on a date and been like, hi, I'm Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think I think the follow up is, does Amber still call you Barnett or has she now settled into calling you Matt? Um, she calls me daddy a lot. No. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no, she just she calls me Barnett every once in a while. Like, uh, I think one of the first times like she hung out with my my good friends that actually do call me Barnett. Um, uh she called me Barnett and they're like, that's our girl. Like, yeah, they were like really excited because she called me Barnett. It was before the show even came out. So it was like, yeah. And I would assume uh, like all the, the love is blind cast people. Is that your name to them or, or did they call you Matt a lot? Ooh, I think I go, I don't know. Like, I don't pay attention that much. Like, cause I respond to Matt or Barnett pretty much the same. So I think when I hang out, like when we were in uh, LA for the Ellen show, I think, Cameron call me Matt. I'm pretty sure they just all call me Matt. I'm not, yeah, I've never really noticed or paid attention to it that much. It's just funny because, you know, for people that, that watched the, the show, there's just a scant mention of the name Matt. I mean, I, I just assumed your name was Barnett and we didn't kind of figure that out until way late in the well, show. Well, I think one of the first dates I went on with Amber, I was explaining to her that like my really close friends call me Barnett. 
but like my name's Matt. Right. And then like from then on, I was Barnett. And then I think when she introduced me to her her mom, uh, she's called me Matt. And people were like, whoa, what? Who's Matt? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I think that's what it, you snuck it in at the start. And then we kind of forgot about it because everybody, yeah. and I think especially because you were kind of, you know, and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, the the center of, of the most interesting love triangle uh, while in the pods. And obviously the most interesting sort of conflict outside of the pods. Um how did you get on the show? We, you know, when G was on with us, she explained that they just kind of reached out through her Instagram profile. So how did they track you down? That's the exact same thing. I think in, indirectly, like my, my Instagram was uh, private. So I didn't know like how they could even know like who I was or what I looked like or anything like that. Cause I didn't, I had a, I had a picture of me as like a, like a, like when I was like four or five, like doing like some like Spider-Man pose or something as my profile it was private. So I assumed that they, they found me through Tinder. And my Tinder was connected to <laughs> my Instagram. So they somehow connected the dots. I wasn't actually active on Tinder at the time, but it was still, sure. I wasn't active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you weren't active. Somebody reaches out to you and, uh, might, and like, you're not active. I might've gotten like drunk a few times and did like a bunch of swipe rights and then sure. just forgot about it. But you know. If, you know, the there there's certain I think, you know, we've we've seen so many reality shows that we kind of come to to build a profile of the type of person that would go on, you know, one of these shows. And it just doesn't seem like you really fit. Um, would you agree with that? Like, had you ever thought that you would find yourself on a dating show? So I had applied for The Bachelor a long time ago. Like, I think I was 23 or 24. And I just like, I had a friend that was like, oh, you should do it. It'd be funny. And then they reached out to me and like, they reached out to me as soon. Like, I had started dating my ex-girlfriend before, like a long time ago. And uh, and and like, it, they reached out to me like a week after we started like actually being official, like going steady or whatever. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> so... Well, so you could have, you just didn't I, want to. Well, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, the guy that yeah. had a good and was on The Bachelor, so. Right. So this is something that, that the seed had been planted. Um, did you jump at it? Did you resist it at all? Like how, how long did that whole process take from when they reached out to you to when you found yourself on the show? I think they reached out to me, um, I want to say like before summer, so like maybe May or April. And then I didn't actually find out I was going to be on the show until probably like two to three weeks before the show, before we started filming. So, and then I think I, it was still up in the air. It was like the week before it was like, eh, maybe you don't know for sure. Cause they weren't very responsive. So I was right. like, okay, like, do I need to prepare to be on the show or not? So. Did you bounce it off anyone in particular? Uh, we see, you know, kind of later in Love is Blind that you're close with your family. Um, but in terms of like your peer group, was did, did you need to be kind of coerced to do it? Or, or were you in from the go when they reached out? I think I was pretty much in. I was like, I was in a weird point in my life where I was like, let's do something crazy, like mix it up. You know, like I was, I was kind of like, I felt like I was in a rut. And I was like, I need to do something you know, out there. I need to get out of my comfort zone and do something crazy. So, and in terms of uh, work, you know, we, it, it's so like it, they, they were very, I, I guess, just sort of uh, bland. Yeah. Generic with, with the titles. We just see engineer. And I think for most people, we, we envision you, you know, working on equations, doing a lot of math and, and, and pound out, you know, mechanical engineer, or is it a civil engineer? So what, what is it that you did for work? And was it hard to get away from that to, to end up doing this for a while? So engineer, I, I was in, uh, well, I still am, but I was in project management for construction. 
And so I had an engineering degree, I have an engineering degree in uh, environmental engineering. And uh, when I decided, when I decided to go on the show, like I let them know and they seemed to, they seemed to be pretty okay with it. They were like, Oh yeah, this is, this is crazy. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You should go do it. And then, I mean, I took off, I think I ended up taking off three weeks from work. And, you know, when I came back, like I, I took off two weeks really. And then I didn't know I was going to be gone for another week after that to go to Mexico <laughs> or whatever, but I didn't, you know, they, they I, I got the chance to call them and tell them I wasn't coming back to work for another week before I went to Mexico. So <laughs> they, were, they weren't like super surprised. But when I came back, it was like, oh, <laughs> where were you? <laughs> right. And then you had to fill them in on the details. I got married. I went to Mexico, all of these sort of they, things. I hadn't gotten married yet when I went back oh, to had- work. I, I, was, I, was, I had to be very hush-hush when I was at work. I was like, I can't really tell you what's going on, but, you know. I was gone for an extra week if that gives you any clue what, you know. Right. So no no big deal there. You have a dog that you seem very close with. Uh, What about leaving your dog for for three weeks? And how did that all work out? I left my dog with my parents. And uh, I have two other dogs that live with my parents right now. And and, uh, they all got to bond and and there for three weeks and she had the she had a blast she had you know a huge backyard and areas to play with and my mom loves my dog so she was like she was like uh making her like ice baths and stuff for her to go sit out <laughs> or because hot outside and you know so that part was easy um so let's let's take the next step uh your first impression uh like did you see your where you're your, where you were living did you meet some of the other guys that were going to be on the show like walk us through those first let's just say like two hours of now i'm assessing this situation oh, what have shoot. you figured out so, so i think we showed up and we were in a like we, we showed up at a hotel like we i think we ubered to a hotel they, they all paid for us to uber to the hotel and they showed up and uh um we all sat in a room and it was like, I started like eyeing all the dudes. And I was like, I started getting nervous because they're all like super handsome guys. And like, <laughs> like I saw Damien and he's like this big buff dude. He's wearing like army clothes. I'm like, this guy's like a military guy. Cause he was, he looked, he had like a military duffel bag and he looked like he was a military guy. And I was like, this guy's military. Like, no, he's not the military. <laughs> but you know, all these guys and they all are like super handsome guys. And I was like, Oh, shit, I'm not going <laughs> to compare to any of these guys. And so, yeah. When it, that, that, that first uh that first day i was really nervous for sure and then oh uh, really yeah i was so nervous and then i want to say like the first day like the first night like the first day actually at the facility we like we started drinking a little bit heavier and then like after hours like i started i was like okay let's party like <laughs> i was like ready to party i was like y'all want to play beer pong and then we started playing and then, then the producer's like no 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 you can't do this you have, right. you're going you have a long two weeks and i was like oh geez okay <laughs> so the old uh, lubricant of conversation helps you out yes a lot of lubricant we um we we talked to uh to rory and and that was very interesting it seemed like he was I don't want to say like the alpha, but he seemed like a very important person in in the uh, in the male sort of dormitory, however you want to describe it, um, that, that everybody sort of went to him to, I don't know, discuss kind of how they were feeling and what was going on. Is that accurate? It is accurate. We tried to we tried to bounce everything off of everybody, but he was the most I want to say emotionally mature or I don't I don't understand. I don't know exactly what the right word is, but he was definitely like the best at bringing out what you really wanted. Like he was like really good at talking you through things 
and, and and yeah so he was definitely the guy you wanted to go to and he was definitely there for me a lot i'm sure like every day we had a long conversation about everything that was going on so was um you know i think just naturally you mentioned you play baseball um you know there's always an alpha doesn't matter what you do whether it's work whether it's sports you know there seems to be one person that tends to ascend to that alpha spot did that happen in the room because it seemed it seemed like it was you um and, and i don't know if that's because you found yourself in in a conflict and and you seem to handle it better than than anybody else but but would that be accurate do you feel like you were the alpha or was there one Alpha. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself the alpha. I kind of, I kind of kept to myself a lot. Um, I, I think there would, they probably have some film film reel of me just like sitting around, like doing like the thinking man. Cause I was like in my head, like constantly. So I was, I was sitting in a corner doing my own thing. And then like everybody was talking about everything going on and like discussing stuff. And I was like, I don't want to discuss this with you guys. I kind of want to just keep to myself. And then like, yeah. So, so I didn't feel like the alpha maybe, there were a couple people that were a lot more um, vocal. So like we'd be hanging out in the, uh, in the, in the, in the whatever lounge area, whatever you want to call it, the kitchen or the, or the living area. And uh, there'd be somebody that would just like, Hey, 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 Hey guys, let's have, let's have a conversation. And then like have, give this like long, like Toastmaster speech about some like, the situation that we're in and how crazy it is and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that stand up in the middle of a room and, and give a giant speech. I'm not that guy. So that's, that's the alpha in my opinion, that person that's go you know, put themselves out there. I'm like, ah, that's not me. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine. That's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them but do everything to make sure they not only grow but flourish that's why navy federal credit union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky high rates so don't hesitate start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options navy federal credit union our members are the mission savings products insured by ncua investment products are not insured not obligations of navy federal and may lose value whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks kemba financial credit union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs apply today at kemba.org to unlock a limited time two percent cash back on purchases and pay zero percent interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
did you get along with everybody? Was there anyone, you know, and it's up to you if you want to name them by name, just people that, like you said, maybe were too overbearing or, or forthcoming that just kind of annoyed you a little bit. I would assume that's the case if you're sequestered with these guys, as long as you were. So, I mean, honestly, like initial reactions to everyone, like there were people that, that came off like this or not genuine initially to me. And then once we started going, the, the, my 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 thoughts about these people changed completely. Like, I don't want to be like I'm not trying to call anybody out, but uh, but but Damien and and Taylor both were very like vocal people, and I was like I felt like they were doing that just to put on shows for the camera. And I was like, until until I saw them later on down the road, like going through all the emotional stuff that they were going on, I was like, I mean, they're here for the real thing. They're, it just it just like initially it didn't feel like that. It felt like they were there to you know play to the cameras, and I was like, okay. And I didn't, I, they, they came off poorly to me initially, but I mean, I've grown a lot more with those guys for sure. So it's and Taylor's, a completely different opinion of them than I did the first two or three days. So, and I have to say it. And, and I know every time I did, you would, would laugh, but Taylor, the Virgin, right? That's because Taylor. we didn't get, to, we didn't get to see him a lot. No, no. <laughs> and that's right. That's Taylor. The so Virgin. Unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfair, but Hey, like you said, if you're going to, you're going to flap your gums and you're going to get some camera time, then it's up to them to edit it. However they want, man, it really got them, huh? You don't think about that when you're making a joke. Right? <laughs> so. And he got stuck with it. We saw him on camera for maybe three to five minutes total in the entire series. And that's the only takeaway we like, have. I'm a virgin. And then, hey, you need more wine. <laughs> that's right. the only thing I think he said. Exactly. So you, you mentioned uh, that it surprised you that, well, I shouldn't say it surprised you, but you mentioned that like emotionally you saw that these guys were in fact there for the, the right reasons, if that's how we want to describe it. What did you think when they explained the premise of the show? Because you didn't know that that's kind of what you were getting yourself into, right? I kind of had like I knew from going in that I wouldn't be able to communicate like I wouldn't be able to see the girls like I just didn't know how like I thought they were gonna like put like bags over our head and let us talk <laughs> I didn't have any clue how it was gonna work but I mean I think we knew from the beginning like what the name of the show was like it was love is blind so or yeah I think that's what they called it it was something along those lines but you knew like you weren't gonna get to see the other person so and yeah. did anything anything surprise you like that first that first day and like anything that would lead you to say ah crap what did I get myself into uh no um I mean the the that like how intricate like the cameras and the in the in the, the the facility was all set up like I wasn't expecting that I didn't really know what to expect going into it so so I think that like, was talking part for me so how quickly um, you arrive, you, you guys, you know, you, you get, you, you kind of loosen up, everybody starts talking. And then I assume the next day, is that what it is? So you have a night together with just the guys and then you kind of get into the pods or like, what do you remember? What? Cause it seems like time is very hard to figure out in, in the facility. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean like being there nine days or 10 days, it felt like, uh, like months or at least a month of just like being emotionally vulnerable so it, it was kind of an exhausting experience for sure but uh well I don't even remember the first night uh I think yeah I think we were all just I don't think we even really did much the first night but the the first actual day like going on dates was was uh I think we were all getting pretty lubricated pretty early <laughs> so let's let's go to that the, the first let's start then so now we're we're through that we're into the pods 
Uh, you certainly, and, and I assume you watched the show back, uh, you look more comfortable than anybody in the pods. Was that you maybe putting something out there or did you feel comfortable? Like, like did you enjoy that? It seemed like you really kind of enjoyed that process. Well, I don't know. I've, I've always been okay, like talking on the phone and stuff, like not face to face stuff. So it kind of, it kind of fit where I was comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a little nervous right off the bat. Like I think my first couple of dates were kind of like, I didn't know what I was doing yet. And then kind of, and then kind of like, I kind of started feeling more comfortable. Maybe it was a, a little alcohol. I don't know. But uh, the, the pods were set up in a way that you were, you were very calm. Like it was very calming. So like the blue lights and then the, the shag carpet and the, the couch was soft, like everything in there was soft. And like, yeah, you could like, if you wanted to, you could fall asleep pretty easily. It was a very comforting thing. And then you look up and you see a camera flag above you. But <laughs> right. <laughs> that. So when you say, um, you know, you've always been comfortable talking on the phone, I think it kind of speaks to social media as well, that, that you say things or you write things that you wouldn't if you were in a face-to-face -face situation. Do you think that helped you? That like you, you said things in there that you would have never maybe said if this was set up differently and you would have met these people face-to-face? -face? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I don't know. I think it took away a lot of the nerves of like seeing someone's reactions to the things you say or how you talk to them or like, or like just seeing you in general. So like, you know, I, I whenever I am like hanging out with people, I kind of try to focus on their like facial expressions and stuff like that when I'm talking to them. So I know like how they're feeling my vibe basically. So it's kind of, it's, it's much different. Like when you're, when you kind of just kind of have to hope that they like what you're saying and who you are or who you present yourself as. So you had a uh, you had a very distinct approach, um, and it seemed like some people really enjoyed it and gravitated to it. Was, is it fair to say that others didn't? That others didn't quite get it. You seemed to have a sense of humor. You know, you were comfortable, kind of cracking jokes a little bit, and maybe other people were a little too serious about this. Is that it, it, you know? It's hard for us to tell because there's hours and hours of this. Did you feel like anyone was just like, no, I do not like this guy? I think uh, there were a couple people I might have pushed a button or two. I think Diamond, obviously, you saw that one. And, yeah. and I was just joking around, but I, you know, still like people, you don't joke around somebody's, you know, name and stuff like that, like that, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like I felt like I did, I had a good conversation with everybody initially. And uh, I think, I don't know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, to, to go back and, and think about all the conversations that I had. But I mean, the first day I felt like I was, it was really tough because I was like, everyone sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, we had seven minutes to go on a date. Right. And I was, I'm, I've never been one to go on like one date and be like, I'm never talking to that person again. Like I've always been like, okay, I'm going to go on a couple dates and kind of see how they are after like a few days. Cause the first date's never a good indicator of, who a person is because there's a lot of nerves and a lot of things like that going on. And then they're, they're trying to present a certain way themselves a certain way. And you kind of you have to get past that first date or first couple of dates before you kind of figure out who they are. So G uh, G told us that you were like uh, a number one way up top for her after the first date. Do you remember your, your initial kind of meeting with, with G? I do because she was my, I think she wasn't my number one the first day. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. She was, she was one of my top, like the first, in the first couple of days for sure. And she kept being the top initially because she was very like fiery and feisty. And like, I, I'm drawn towards fiery, feisty women. So, <laughs> so I can't tell. <laughs> so, so she was, she was very, very, uh, yeah, she's very high on my list. I think, I think she was number like 
when when I broke it down, I think she was like the four the like when I was still dating four people, she was in that four. So up until I think like three or four days before the last day. So, so I think we, of um of all the we you know we we talked to quite a few of the uh, the girls you know up to this point, and they all had one guy that they did not like, uh, and his his name's a I think Jim. Is, does that sound right? It's John. It's John. Yeah. Yeah, John. I I never had a problem with John. I only I mean he was only there for a couple of days. He didn't like he didn't like I think like three or four days, and they they sent people home that weren't connecting with anybody, and uh, he was there. Uh, yeah, I never had a problem with him. But then you know going into you know some dates, people would talk about their previous dates, and you'd hear like stuff about what he said and how he was acting. It was like uh, maybe he's a different guy, like or not around guys. Like I mean he, he was very personable. He like he. I think we had multiple conversations about like his work and stuff. And uh, he's, he's a, a nice guy overall, but you know, I guess when it comes to talking to women, he's kind of a little can, awkward or can push the wrong buttons. <laughs> when, uh, when you get out of the the dates, um, you know, the, the girl said that they seemed to be kind of open about who they liked um, and, and shared that with one another. How did you feel about it? Like, did you want to share with the other guys who you were into or did they feel like they wanted to share with you? Um, a lot of the guys were like, we didn't want to share who, cause we didn't know who we were dating. So we didn't want to be like, Oh, we really like this person. And then this other, like start some conflict because I like this person too. And I think there was a point where we started realizing who we were dating and who we were into that. It kind of got a little bit more tense. I think, uh, I think I tried my, I, I don't know, maybe the first couple of days I kind of tried to hide who I was talking to and who I liked because I didn't want I kind of, I don't know. I didn't want competition. I guess I didn't want to compete with somebody else for another girl. And because I, I, I like in my mind, if I'm, if I'm competing with somebody, I'm like, I really don't want to like you, you can have them. Cause I don't, I don't know. I didn't end up that way, but that's the way I initially thought about it. Like, I don't want to compete with any of these guys. Cause also I didn't think I was as good as any of those guys there. Cause I was like, oh, they, they all were very interesting and all had like great careers and, and like, was so personable, like had all these cool talents. And, you know, I didn't feel, I felt like I was kind of the outcast there initially, but. It, it did seem like of, of all um, the, and just obviously, again, it's the way that, that we as, is you know, the people that consume the show interpreted, but it seemed like Cam and, and, and Lauren really connected fast. Um, and, and that, is that accurate or, and do you remember kind of being like, all right, well, well, Cameron's with Lauren and that's, that's that, uh, nobody's going to mess that thing up. I, I think I only dated Lauren once or twice. Uh, I don't really remember our dates, but I think there were a couple people that were after Lauren um, initially. And then I think Cameron, Cameron was always emotional when he came back from dating Lauren. And you kind of knew who he, was, who he was dating by how he came back and how he was acting afterwards. Cause you know, I, he, he, he was one of the ones that had talked about who he liked very often. So I think, I think it was, he was dating Lauren and I don't know who else, but he had two girls that he was about for a little while. And then he eventually turned into to strictly Lauren. So once that happened, he was like, I know who I'm marrying. And I'm like, okay, go for it. <laughs> Take it. He's, she's yours. We'll, we'll stay away. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable. And it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, so uh, we have Cam and Lauren. Anybody else? Like, it was it seemed like G, G made it sound like she and Damien kind of connected pretty early. Like, what what was, and did you feel threatened? I shouldn't say threatened, but like, were you like, man, these, these people are connected and, and I'm not. Is there something maybe not happening for me here? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> It's hard to say when, okay. So Cameron and Lauren, I mean, Cameron was a hundred percent like dead set on her. So it was kind of like clear, you know, she was, you know, that was, that was a thing. I didn't know if they were going to get engaged, but you know, I knew that they were a, a thing. Um, Damien and G. So me and G had dated what up to probably like my, my last four girls that I was dating. And uh, I, I don't know. Damien didn't seem like he'd be able to handle her initially. <laughs> she seemed like a lot. And I mean, I, I love G to death, but she was, she, we had a conversation. I think our, one of our last conversations where we were talking about um, how we were like in a relationship and how we both kind of were, I think she was trying to get me to open up more emotionally. And then like, I, like the fact that she was trying to control the conversation so much, I was like, you seem very controlling. And then she was like, yeah, I tend to be controlling a relationship. Then I was like, yeah, I do too. And then like, that was kind of where we, we broke apart. It was like, we both couldn't be the dominant controlling person in a relationship. And uh, that's, I think that's pretty evident from watching the show back that she's very controlling of that relationship. But uh, so I think I was kind of surprised because I only got to see Damien outside of the, the pods. So I never knew how he was in the pods. So I didn't really, I kind of was surprised that they were even a thing, honestly. Oh, but, really? But, yeah. But, but I mean, even Amber, she told me that she had really good dates with Damien. And I was like, he seemed kind of too much for me. 
So I didn't, I didn't understand how that could have been a thing, but then, then again, you know, it is, it is what it is now. So, but uh, yeah, uh, there was nobody else that really seemed Cameron was the most emotional guy, like in love, emotional guy. Then everybody, there were a lot of guys that were emotional, but it was just like, they didn't know what they were wanting to do more than anything. And they didn't really know how to handle the situation, I think. So it was kind of, I didn't really, I didn't see anybody else that was that like connected as them, I guess. So, Bef- so before, so, because you mentioned it, she was in your, your last four and we now know that uh, it was a very interesting last three. And I think that one is, is an entire episode for us. So we're going to, we're going to do that in the next episode uh, next week with you. But before I, I wrap this, I'd love to, you know, I'm trying to figure out, and I think a lot of people that watch the show are trying to figure out, was there like a sprint mentality? Like if I don't get really serious, then someone else is going to get in here. And, and do you feel like maybe some of the guys rushed things a little bit just out of fear that, that maybe someone else was going to propose before they did and then they were going to be shut out and this thing was going to move on without them? I don't, I don't think there was like a rush mentality. I don't think everybody, anybody was trying to rush to get engaged to prevent anybody else from getting engaged to their person. But I do think there was a little bit of competition and there was like, you know, I know we didn't really talk about Taylor or we talked about Taylor a little bit, but he wasn't really showed on the show, but I know him and Mark were all like all about Jessica. So like at one point, like when they, like, I think they both, I don't know. If, I don't know if Taylor proposed to her, but I know that they had a conversation uh, the same time that uh, that like right same day as as Jessica and Mark. So I don't know if. Yeah, I think they were both trying to just compete for Jessica's heart. So <laughs> was it uncomfortable at all in the uh, in the facility? Did, were there ever or can you think of like maybe one specific like really uncomfortable moment that maybe even you had to just kind of recuse yourself from? You're like, all right, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this. Uh I think there was like when when me and Mark both were found out that like we had any interest in Jessica at any point, I think like there was a moment of tense tenseness between us because we were we were also roommates at the place. Oh, too. wow. So, OK, so so there was a little bit moment of tenseness and then kind of we got past that. I think we got past it pretty quick, but there was a, a, a like a little eensy weensy bit of just like we didn't know how to handle the situation because we were both going for the same person. And then I also Taylor was involved in that, but he wasn't as. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't as, I wasn't as worried about him as much, I guess. (laughs) Well, he's, you know, he's a a virgin. I mean, why would you be worried about him? I don't know. (laughs) All right. That's a perfect place. We'll, we'll wrap it there. And then it's terrible, but it's hilarious. I just absolutely love that. That's the way that whole thing played out. Oh yeah. Uh, We'll wrap this there and then uh, we'll get back with, you know, moving forward with, with Elsie, Amber, Jessica, because that certainly was a major plot point through about an episode and a half to three episodes. Uh, and we'll pick it up with Barnett when we return again. Love in sight. We keep it going. All the insights behind the scenes from Love is Blind. We'll get another episode with Matt Barnett next week. Be sure to subscribe, download, and uh, check back in for all the goods on that love triangle in our next uh, outing. Subscribe to Love in Sight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.